everybody. So glad to come to your home today. Pastor Jonathan here, and we're so excited about being able to present God's Word to you. Aren't you grateful that here from your digital screen, wherever you are in your home, wherever you might find yourself in, that we can bring you church? What a privilege and honor. Man, our, our singers and band did a great job singing today. We're so grateful for their life. We're so grateful for their goodness and so grateful for all the good things that God is doing. And welcome today. Thank you for joining us. I woke up with a scripture today that, that just really opened up my heart. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. It says in Proverbs 18:10, it says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man or woman runs into it and is safe high above evil and strong. Isn't that good news? High above evil and strong. That's who you are today. And I declare that over you, International Family Church. You are high above evil and you are strong. I've had the privilege over the last several days, in fact, the team of us have, to call our partners and friends at IFC. I mean, I was on the phone for hours for several days, and, and the good news is that International Family Church is strong. We're doing well, we really are. Now, I know there are situations where people are being laid off and uh, who have uh, some symptoms that they're dealing with, but in, in general, people are very grateful that they are strong in the Lord. They've been very grateful for our program that we've been doing online at noon, that 15-minute devotional. And I've got good news, man. They're positive. They're standing on the word. Uh, and, and I had the privilege of encouraging them and praying for them as the rest of our team has done. And I got to tell you, people are sharing with neighbors. People are going out of their way to be a blessing. You know, you need to understand something. Listen very carefully. The building might be closed, but the church is wide open. Did you hear that? The building might be closed. But the church is wide open. You are the church. And as we bless our world, as we bless uh, our food pantries and, and our local senior citizens' homes and all the other aspects of veterans' homes and other things that we're working on that your giving helps us perform, what a blessing. The church is strong. So you be strong. Be a blessing. Encourage others. When you're at that supermarket doing that uh, one more run, make sure you're encouraging them and helping others and praying for others and making a difference in people's lives. And so what a joy it is. We, we bless you today. We love you. We're here for you. So as we call you, if you hear of any needs in our congregation, we stand ready to help. We stand ready to pray. We stand ready to do whatever we can do. So we are excited about what God is doing in your life and your family. So it's a privilege for me to minister God's word today. We're going to continue God's word today. Uh, last week we started Speak Faith, Not Fear. We're going to do a second part of that today. Continue on fear. Let me pray for you. Come on, get around uh, your family today. Pray with your children. Pray with those that are in there. Maybe you're by yourself. Let's agree together in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. We so need your word today. We so need a word fitly spoken to us today. And so, Father, I thank you that your word comes forth with clarity. Your word comes forth with simplicity so we can immediately apply it right into our everyday lives 
right into our present concerns, our present anxiety, our present fear. Right now, a clear word, Father God, that comes to our aid, that comes to our assistance. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us right now. Thank you, Father God, over these next few minutes that you will meet us in a very special way and your word will come alive to us and your word will minister to us in a very powerful way. We'll be careful to give you all the honor, all the glory and praise. And all of God's people said a big amen wherever you are. And uh, praise God for you. Let me give you a, a virtual hug. Come on, come in close. <laughs> a virtual hug, a virtual uh, elbow bump today. Sure do love you. Man, we were saying online, well, actually, when I was talking to people today, in the last several days, um, so many people, man, dozens and dozens of people said, Pastor, we are so looking forward to when church, when the building opens up again. Man, we're going to have ourselves some celebration when we get to see each other. And the several said, man, I, I hate to admit it, I probably have taken the church a little for granted and my ability to have family and see each other every week. Um, but we don't take that for granted now, do we? And uh, so it's going to be quite an opportunity today. So I want to continue uh, in this part two today, talking about fear. And I believe it's important that we address some things and help you, uh, some things I've heard from you and things that I'm reading uh, to make sure that we are addressing God's word for you and so that you have a clear understanding of what God desires to do in your life. Let's understand right from the beginning of this message that that the, the author of fear is Satan. And fear is a master spirit. It's the mother of all spirits. Fear has such a powerful force in our lives that if we're not careful, it can actually steal and rob our destiny. The feelings of fear, we know, are very real. We, we can't deny that. And they can be extremely strong in our lives. Fear, if we're not careful, uh, it really becomes this aggressive, negative emotion. There's probably nothing like it next to shame, this strong, negative emotion that we will encounter in our lifetime, one of the strongest and most powerful, no doubt. So fear, the, the more we allow it to rule over us, listen, the stronger it becomes. A person ruled by fear is said to have a spirit of fear. And in other words, this person, this man or woman, typically makes their decisions not on the basis of faith, but on the basis of fear. That many of their decisions and choices in life are fear-based, and we want to talk about that today. And those with that spirit of fear usually always are thinking of the worst possible scenario, aren't they? They have a list of what ifs uh, that are a mile long. And, and this fear causes them because the, the more they think on this, they become frozen in place and, and unable to make really healthy progress in their life. And it's tormenting. It's paralyzing. There's no doubt about it. And fear is this feeling that that we should never allow to control our lives. Fear robs the mind of reason and the ability to help us make wise choices. And there's no doubt that when fear comes in, man, common sense goes right out the window. It's no doubt about it. And, and our minds can sort of go wild. And we imagine all the worst case scenarios. And we imagine all the bad things. And, 
And we have these awful pictures that develop on the screens of our mind. And, and what happens is we become more paralyzed the more we think on these things. And fear hinders progress. Please understand this. Fear hinders progress. And that's exactly why the devil uses it. Because what? It's his favorite weapon because he does not want you to make progress. He doesn't. He doesn't want you to grow. He doesn't want you to advance. He wants fear to put everything on pause, all your dreams, all the courage to grow, everything that God has in store for you. He wants it to be put on pause and to stop. And we have to recognize that that's his favorite tool is to stop our progress. Now, here's our big takeaway for today. Fear is a spirit and doesn't just disappear and go away on its own. It must be confronted. It must be confronted. Let's talk about that today. See, when trouble comes, the natural response is to be afraid, no doubt. But after feelings of fear, our next response is extremely important. Our next response after we feel fear should be to seek God. Amen. So when you feel fear, the next thing you should do is to seek God. It's sad to say that not enough of us have trained themselves. Not enough of us have tr been trained enough to take that next step. We get stuck in step one. We get stuck in the feeling. We get stuck in the imagination. We get stuck on the what ifs. We get stuck in that place and we uh, allow fear to paralyze us and the devil steps in and stills God's purpose for our lives. I want to encourage you to, to take the next step and seek God. See, if you would seek God when you're afraid, listen very carefully, we would hear him say what he said to the Israelites. Same exact thing. Isaiah 41. We would hear him say, fear not. There's nothing to fear. For I am with you. Do not look around in terror and be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand. Fear not, I will help you. Man, that's good news today. That's a scripture that, that men should be top notch on your refrigerator and your mirror in your bathroom, praise God. Why? Because fear has torment and a life governed by torment is a life unfit to live. And we don't want you to live an unfit life, not during this time or any time, but especially during this time as life is so, uh, you know, uh, unexpected and things are turning so rapidly. We need to really press in because fear causes us to create walls of protection, which they become prisons that many have accepted as a life sentence. And that's not God's plan for you. Fear blocks our ability to be passionate, to be enthusiastic about life. It holds us back and prevents us from getting closer to achieving our purpose. Listen very carefully. There is not one positive thing about fear. Not one. So I encourage you to stop wasting your time and going through life so fearful, oftentimes being afraid of things that haven't even happened yet. And that's what fear does. 
And that's why it works so well because of all the news and all the negativity that's around us and shortages and so forth. And you must discipline yourself to believe that no matter what's going on around you, God is greater. God is greater. Amen. God is greater. You need to say that to each other today. God is greater. Amen. Greater over any problem, over any virus, only over any pandemic that we might experience in life. Fear is expecting something bad to happen. But God wants us to aggressively expect good things to take place in our everyday life. So in this passage, the the Lord tells us, and he's so gracious to, to tell his people not to look around in terror, right? Not to be dismayed, for he is their God. He is your God today. Amen. He is your God today. And sometimes we become afraid because we're staring at our circumstances and, and that's always a mistake, right? We just hang around and stare at our circumstances. And many of us have been locked up in our homes. We've been, you know, sheltering. We've been, you know, doing the social distancing. And, and while that is so important, it's make sure that in doing so, that we're just not staring at our circumstances. In doing so, make sure we're just not, you know, overwhelmed by everything we're hearing and everything around us. You know that whatever your eyes become consumed by builds up in your heart and what? Eventually comes out of your mouth. So we got to be very careful in the midst of our, our, our working remotely, in the midst of our, you know, being good citizens and doing all that we're supposed to do. Let's make sure that we're so not dwelling on everything that that's all we see and we don't recognize this amazing great God that it belongs to us. Amen? Remember, he's not, God's not commanding us to never feel fear He's just saying, don't let it control you, right? The Lord is saying to you and to me personally, fear not, I'll help you. And that's good news today. But we must never, we, we will never experience the help of God unless we rise up and stand our ground. And that's the purpose of today is to encourage you to rise up and stand your ground. Amen. So it says, fear not. The Bible doesn't tell us, tremble not or sweat not or shake not. It says, fear not. And fear not. The context here is fear. To fear means to take flight and run from. Fear not means don't run. Then the solution to fear is when we are faced with fear, rather than bowing our knee to it, we must stand firm against it and do what we fear anyway. Amen. Do what we fear anyway. You see, there's something about making your stand. There's something about refusing to bow. There's something about something inside of you that says, you know what? I'm not backing down from this. I know it's overwhelming. And maybe you have felt fear stronger than you have in a very long time or if ever in your life. That's why I love Philippians 1, 28. It goes right along with this today. It says, and do not for a moment, for a moment, be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries, 
for such a constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, proof, and seal to them of their impending destruction, but a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation and that from God. Man, that's a great verse of Scripture. Isn't it? Helping you to recognize, man, I'm not going to be frightened. I'm not going to be intimidated by this. How dare you, spirit of fear, right? How dare you rise up against me? How dare you try to do this and, and so forth? And do you know when I experience the anointing of God to preach? It's when I get up on the platform. It's when I do it. It's when I stand up and make myself available. Amen. I don't feel the anointing sitting in the seat. I mean, there are times during praise and worship, obviously, I sense the presence of God, but the actual, the actual anointing to preach happens when I get up here and stand in this spot and preach and put myself out there and put myself out there to say, that's what I do. That's the gift on the inside of me. And when you do the same thing and when you purpose in your heart, that's when the presence of God comes up, when you stand your ground and you put your shoulders back and you say, you know what, even though I might feel afraid and even though I got butterflies flowing in formation right now, I'm not going to yield to that, right? I'm going to stand my ground and in the midst of it is when the anointing of God kicks in because I refuse refuse to be intimidated, right? And you got to do the same thing. It applies to you too. Amen. And that's the part that God is trying to say to us. Stop letting fear rule your life. Amen. Begin to do what I'm telling you to do. I hear his voice saying, do it. Do what I tell you to do because I know how to bless you. I know how to reward you. I know how, I know what happens on the other side of obedience, on the other side of you standing your ground and refusing to be intimidated. The reward and the blessing that comes by doing it, even though fear and concern and anxiety might be there. Anyone who's going to do anything for God, listen very carefully, is going to have to hear the Lord say on a regular basis, fear not. And in fact, if you're not hearing fear not, you might not be right where you need to be. Because if you're there in the middle of the battle, if you're there in the middle of standing your ground against this virus and against lack and against all these things, you will hear the voice of the Lord. You will hear that strong voice of saying, fear not. Amen. That's good news today. Amen. Our best response to when we feel fear is to emphatically say, I will not fear. Amen. Many times we think that, well, we'll just wait till the fear goes away. No, because sometimes, oftentimes, we won't do anything. We get stuck and we get paralyzed and we can't wait for the fear to go away. We have to determine in our heart that we're going to do what we do because we have so many examples in the Bible. Both Abraham and Joshua had to step out in faith and obedience to God, what he commanded them to do, and they did it afraid. Exodus 14, 13 tells us, fear not, stand still, firm, confident, undismayed, and seek the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. Amen. Oftentimes we just have to press all right, and continue to make our stand and continue to believe God no matter what's going on. You see, if I drank some kind of poison, then we would need to make sure that that I, I got 
an antidote to that poison to make sure that I didn't have any serious damage in my body or even death. And the same is true of the deadly toxin of fear, right? There must be an antidote for it. And the, the antidote is faith is the only antidote to fear. Amen. Remember the definition of faith. Um, again, it so applies to us in every area. Fear is believing God's word is true no matter what any other information source may reveal. There's a lot of information sources around us right now, right? And we've got to be careful that we don't yield to them because when fear comes knocking at our door, we must answer in faith. Amen. Answer in faith. James tells us that when we find ourselves in need, um, we should ask God and he will give it to us, right, in abundance. He'll give it to us in ways that, that we will never lack. And so it's important that we are always on in that place fulfilling God's will. So the key to overcoming fear is to make sure that we are declaring and obeying God's word. Anytime you begin to doubt, um, anytime you begin to be in that place where you begin to be overwhelmed, I mean, a scripture that is one that I go to is Hebrews 13, five and six. It says, for he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. That's good news. I will not, I will not, I will not. You think he's trying to get a point across here? not in any way degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently, I pray you're taking comfort in these words today, and confidently boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Man, that's such good words today. That's so encouraging, and it really helps us right where we are in our lives. I was listening uh, this past week on social media to, to Pastor Emmy, uh, and Pastor Emmy from Excel Church in Fitchburg uh, was talking about fear not, the phrase fear not. And he asked the question, when was the first time that we read in the Bible where we read the phrase, fear not. When was that first time? And we find it in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. It says this, After the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Man, that's an awesome verse when we think about it today. God was introducing himself to Abraham. At this point in the context is that he's establishing a covenant relationship with Abraham. And when God told Abraham to not fear, it's interesting how he connected these two phrases with fear. And he said, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. These two phrases weren't only Abraham's struggle when dealing with fear, but it's ours also. God knew that this was so brand new, and God knew that the fear that would be in his life, that he had to encourage him, and the way he encouraged him was to tell him about being his shield and exceeding great reward. So number one, it was his shield. 
Um, he would be his shield, your shield, your protection, your safety. I've got your back. I've got your best interest at heart. And number two, he said, I will be your exceeding great reward. When fear overwhelms us and we become concerned about how we'll have our provision and how it will be supplied, how will our needs be met? God was making sure in Abram's life that he would say, I'm, I've got your back. I've got your protection. I'm watching over you. And I'm going to make sure that all of your needs are met. Isn't that good news today? You see, the covenant that God made with Abraham was an everlasting covenant. What does that mean? That means it wasn't just a covenant for Abraham and his family. It's a covenant for you and your family. It's a covenant for me and my family. And God is saying today, I'm your shield. Listen, IFC. God is saying to us today, he is our shield. And he is our exceeding great reward. Hallelujah. That's such good news today. Genesis 12, you know, verse 1 God gave Abram a very tall order. In so many words, he said, man, pack up and leave everyone and do something very uncomfortable and go to a place that I will show you. If Abram had bowed his knee in fear, guess what happened? The rest of the story would have happened. Amen. This covenant, this, this promise, this promised land experience would have never taken place. He would never have experienced God as his shield. He would never experience God as his exceedingly great reward. In the same way, if, if Joshua was overcome by fear and was not obedient to God to lead his people and, and lead from the front during a very difficult time, and he would never experience the promised land. Neither he would have enjoyed God as his shield and God as his exceeding great reward. And here's the equation that I get from everything that Abraham went through, Joshua went through, everything you're going through, everything I'm going through, listen very carefully, courage plus obedience equals great rewards. Courage plus obedience equals great rewards. This is a time for courage. This is a time for courage. The Lord has dealt with us the last two years here at IFC about having courage courage to connect and courage to grow. And I'm telling you that if you'll be courageous and if you'll be obedient to God's word, I promise you because of what I know about God's word and what I can testify in my own life is you will experience the great rewards that God has in store for you. In the midst of our fear, in the midst of our worry, in the midst of overwhelming uh, uh, despair that can hit us at, at any moment and be overwhelmed, there is power in God's word to help us not to bow. This is not a time to bow. It's a time to stand up. This is not a time to cringe in fear. It's not a time to be silent. It's a time to speak the word boldly. It's a time to rise up and know who you are in Christ. And that's who we are, IFC. That's the kind of family we are. That's how God made us to be. And I know that about International Family Church as we are strong in the Lord and, and, and we can do what God wants us to do. Even if we are afraid to do it, we're going to press through and do it anyways. In Jesus' name. What was our big takeaway? Man, it was so good today. Fear is a spirit doesn't just disappear. It doesn't go away on its own. 
it must be confronted. And I pray as you confront your fear today, as I confront my fear today, as we confront those things that would try their best to divide and conquer us, I know that it will not be successful. And what I know about you, church, what I know about my family, IFC, what I know about you is you are strong. We love you. We are here for you. We're checking in on you. We're continually surrounding you in prayer. We really are. While you might not see us, uh, while we might not be able to gather, you've got to know that we are surrounding you with our faith and our prayers. And I am praying for you today that your faith fail not. I am praying for you today that you will rise up and stand your ground and have an attitude today. Because I have seen people have an attitude, right? I have seen folks, man, we have plenty of attitude and the attitude to put our trust and our faith in God and God will see us through. And the amount of testimonies that will come out of all of this, oh my, my, what will we hear And what chapters will continue to be written as the book of Acts continues to be written and lived out? What chapters from International Family Church will be written of the exploits of every one of us who stood our ground and refused to bow, right? You watch and see how good, good our Father will be to you as you stand courageously obeying Him experiencing great and mighty things. Amen. I pray you got something out of this today. I pray that that this was a blessing into your homes today. And what a joy and privilege to be able to have come alongside of you today. I want to pray for you. I want to bless you in Jesus' name. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I reach out my hand. I reach out my love. I reach out my faith. I reach out, Lord, my blessing as their pastor, as their under shepherd. Lord, as the, as the one who is, stands in that gap along with our team, and I bless them today. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. And I thank God for you that you are strong and you are able and you are in a place of influence and a place of strength. And you are not weak. You are strong today in Jesus' name. And I believe that you are the healed of the Lord. You are whole and well. We continue to curse this coronavirus pandemic from its roots in the name of Jesus. And we stop it and we create the bloodline around your household and around your family and around your health and around everything that belongs to you in the name of Jesus. And we take authority over it and we stand our ground and we are bold to confront the evil that is trying its best to destroy every family and this nation and this world. It will not succeed. Thank you, Father God, for showing yourself strong that in the midst of desperation, people are crying out to you and calling on you like never before. We'll be stronger. We'll be better. We'll be more focused. We'll be, we'll be firmly entrenched in your word like we have never experienced. And we bless you today. And we honor you today. Stay strong and be bold. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right where you are right now, why don't you just raise your hands if you're in that your living room or your bedroom, and why don't you just lift up your hands and worship Him just for a moment, and just tell the Lord you love Him. Come on. Lift up your voice. 
Lift up his name today. That name that's above every name. That name that's a, a way maker. He's a promise keeper. He's there for you right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the victory. And we bless you, Father. And right now, virtually all of us, Lord, are honoring you and, and we are blessing you and we're worshiping you because of the faithful good, mighty God that you are. Hallelujah. We will and we don't fear. We will not fear. We are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Sure do love you. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.